Today's daf is daf tesvav, and we're going to pick up um, somebody that could do the count. Yeah, about twelve lines. Twelve lines from the top at the two dots. Vereshona kahanalitein l'seichon yayin v'shemen u devash. My time. So we're going through the brisa that we mentioned that we learned yesterday, which is that after the kaimit, the three fingerfuls of flour were separated um, to be brought for the Karba Mincha, the remaining part was allowed to be eaten by the Kahanim. The Kahanim were allowed to add these ingredients. Why? It's, you're allowed to add chashivas to the food. So you add more, more to the recipe the way that kings would do. Okay. The only Restriction that Kahanim had when they would add the um, the yayin, the shavanu dvash, is they needed to make sure it didn't become chametz. Why? What's wrong with their food now that it's permitted for them to eat and it's not part of the actual mincha that's being makriv? Why was the even the food that Kahanim got? Why weren't they allowed to make it chametz? Yeah, even their chilek is not allowed to be chametz. Okay, two dots. Kol menachas. All the minchas had again. It came from refined flour, and it had the shemen and the levaina, as opposed to the saita. Apparently, the mincha saita is different, and the gemara now is going to qualify uh, the uh, the mishnah and. Tweak it a little bit in order for it to, to stim. And here's the problem. Says Is it really true that every other carbon mincha needed oil and levaina and frankincense? But you have the minchas chaitei, which Rashi says comes from various forms of uh, swearing uh, against halacha. There's no oil or frankincense in these carbon minchas. So how you tell them, why you tell me chaitei is different than all other minchas? Even a chaitei doesn't have. Shemin and Levayna. So what it says, you're right. Okay, Kamar, this is what we're tweaking. What we really mean in the mission is like this. In general, a carbon mincha needs Shemin and Levayna, and it comes from refined flour, from wheat. You should know, a minchas chayte does not need Shemin and Levayna but it does at least need refined wheat flour. Mincha soimer, and you also find by mincha soimer, afabishi bomina soirin, even though it comes from barley to nesham levina bogarish. It has to be refined barley flour with oil and levina. So, in other words, like this you're right that there's other minchas besides for saita that don't need oil and levina and frankincense. However, every other carbon needs at least a primary category ingredient, meaning it's either going to have shemen levaina or it's going to have refined wheat flour. It's going to have something chashev in it. Bizu, but the mincha saita, enatuna, leishemen levaina, bomen asar, nubah Doesn't have shemen, doesn't have levaina, it's not from refined wheat flour, it's from barley, coarse barley flour. Right? So that's how a mincha saita is different. So again, when we just learned the Mishnah, it seems... It's the only one that's different. That's what the Gemara is tweaking and clarifying for us. Okay. 
Really, the Why? Because since the general mincha needs it and it costs money, we should say, hey, dude, you didn't have era. We're going to give you an expensive bill. So why don't we say, you ready for this? We don't want it to be a chosh of a carbon. So here with the Gemara is saying a beautiful swar. It's more degrading for a person to have spent less money and bring a less hush of thing than to spend more money and bring more hush. People are more concerned about their pride than the other money. And the truth is, if a person eats forbidden fats, he should have to bring um, the nesachim. Add the libations along with the carbon. Why don't we do that? Also, you shouldn't have carbon. But the carbon of a metzira that does need nesachim, the pouring libations. Why? Because there, there's no avera. Metzira didn't do an avera. Says the Gemara. What are you talking about? Metzira don't have. How do you become metzira? Ini, it's not true. Thank you. Ini, it's not true. This, it, it takes an Avera to bring Saras. Again, Saras was a spiritual ailment. It wasn't a physical leprosy the way people translate it. You want to get rid of Saras, you're not taking a bath in tomato sauce. Right? You, 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 needed, a, you needed a full tshuva. So how can you tell me that the Karbanas and the Metzayra aren't coming? They hate, listen to this, it's Gishmak. So says, This is what's happening, says the Gemara. A Metzayra did an Avera. That's how he became a Metzayra. However, however, Zog Rashi. Rashi says, Yusurim Ubaisha Sonega Kiprulay Alay Sechet. Is Rashi about 10 lines from the bottom? The Mitzayra already got his kapara. The busha. The embarrassment. And the Yusurim. That was his kapara. So now that he's Mukhiv and Karbanis, these Karbanis are no longer there to be Machaper. The Karban is now there simply because there's a separate halacha. If you want to eat Kachim now, you need to bring these karbanas. But it's not coming anymore. The hate. The hate is gone. So the lumdas the Gemara is using here is as follows. When a karban is being brought to be mechaper for the hate, so then we don't want it to be chashev. But when the karban is being brought by somebody who did a hate, but already had the kapara, and now I'm just bringing the karban for zaitika reasons, so now we'll say, yeah, you should bring the libations. It should be a... Bakovatika, respectable carpet. Says Mara, but listen to this. What about the Karbachatas uh, of a Nazir? It should also have have Nisachim uh, with it because no Avera. To which the Gemara responds, no, we learn Nazir, we learn Nadarim. So the Karbachatas are Kapar, Dama Nazir, Nami Chaitehu. No, a Nazir, by definition, does an Avera by forbidding himself things that were permitted, the famous Vart of Rebelazar Akapar, and therefore the Karbanas are coming al Yedei Chait. All right, Givaldik. Two dots. Baruch Atoadim Yayelina Malachi Lam Shakon Yibidbara.
Okay. Reb Gamliel Weimar Kishem V'chulu. Reb Gamliel says, the same way she acted like a behema, therefore, her um, carbon, her, her, her mincha, is going to come from barley, which is animal food. Let me teach you something gishmak, a beautiful, a beautiful vert. It's as beautiful as a precious gem. And what does he teach him? He says like this: the Shami, the Rameir, the Kaamar. Rav Meir had said, One of the issues that, uh, one of the transgressions that this woman did in order to entice this other man who's not her husband to be with her, she gave him good food. It's the, man to, the way to a man's heart, right? It's to his stomach, as they say. She gave him good food. The fika karbona maicho behema. Amar lohu, it's not necessarily true. What if she was a? Uh, uh, what if she was poor? Let's say she was poor. She didn't give him all fancy uh, delicacies. So why would you say comes from barley? So here's the vart. It's not about the food that she fed him. It was the action of being loose with the other man, not being faithful to her husband, like animals that just go around mating with each other. In that way, she acted like a behemah, so too her carbon is going to be brought from a Michael behemah from unrefined barley flour. Period. End of the Gemara. We're now up to the Mishnah. Five lines from the top of 15b, Tesfav Amabez, Zok the Mishnah. Hayamavi Plyashacharis. The Kayan would then bring, Rashi says, a cup of water. Kais Shalmayim, says Rashi. He brought a cup of water. Either brought a half a log or a quarter log, which is a revius. The Gemara here is just pointing out that we're going to have Machlekes later on, which psukim actually were erased in the water. If you held there were more psukim to be erased, then you're of the opinion that there was more water needed, just dimensions and measurements. And Rabbi Yehuda, who held there's less psukim written and erased, holds a lesser amount of water is needed. Fine. Now, Nichnas lehichol upanaliyamina. The Kayan enters the hechol, and he heads to his right. There was a tile on the floor, one ama by an ama. It was made out of marble. It's fascinating. That stone marbles on the floor, they're called two feet by two feet. And there was a ring in the center of it. And the Kayan, there was one stone that was special there in the floor of the Mishkan and Beis Mikdash. He would lift up this tile in the floor to reveal the earth. When he lifted it up, he would take earth from underneath it. We're going to learn all the Psukim backing this up. Why? And he would place it enough that it should be seen, it should be visible. In the water, meaning, it shouldn't be diluted, or you. It shouldn't be that it's it's so little that it's not noticeable. Let's be noticeable. From the earth that's in the floor of the mishkan, and he puts it to the water, which the Gemara will darshan from elamayim means noticeable. But let's get into this. Turn to the Bryson. 
There's a bracha that says that this cup of water had to be a brand spanking new cup. Can never be used. Now our Mishnah didn't say that. Our Mishnah just said, you bring a playa shocheres. Rabbi Shmuel says it's got to be brand new. My time, Rabbi Shmuel, what's his reasoning? So here we go. Gomar Klikli Mi He learns that he's sourced from Mitzayra. Apparently, we're going to see soon, a Mitzayra's earthenware vessel that, that we used for the dipping and the, the hyssop, and, which we'll get into, that needed to be brand new. We'll learn soon what the source is. But Malavan Kheres Chadash, just like a Mitzayra, it says Kli and it's brand new. Afkan, so do by Saita. Kheres Chadash, got to be brand new. Says the Gemara, okay, well, how do you know it needs to be brand new by Mitzayra? Vosim and Olin. Tachsev v'shach resetibor echad al-kli cheres al-mayim chayim. Ma'amayim chayim shalai nasa ba'amalacha. What is spring water? It's fresh water, never been touched. Yeah, it's been moving, it's fresh. Av'kli shalai nasa ba'amalacha. It means a vessel, says Rabbi Shmuel, that's, that's fresh. It's got to be fresh, like the water. Says the Gemara, one second. If you're going to darshan that whatever happened by Mitzayra, happened by Saita. So if by a Mitzayra, it needs a fresh vessel. A Saita needs a fresh vessel. So why don't we say, The same way a Mitzayra needed to be spring water, so too, the Saita needs spring water too. To which the Gemara responds, you're right. Rabbi Shemal would say the Saita also needs spring water. He holds it needs a new vessel, plus spring water. The water inside of the Kiar, which was used to fill up the Mei Saita, Rabbi Shmuel, I mean, may him. It came from a spring. No, it's regular tap water. Mishar Bottom line is, Rabbi Shmuel holds that we have a Xerashava Klikli learned from Mitzayra to Saita. Says the Gemara, one second. I could upslug that Xerashava. I can show you a difference because Malam Mitzayra Shekin Ton Eitzar's Vezav Shnitelas. If you're connecting all the halachas, you're going to say, well, the Mitzayra needs the hyssop and the the wool and the wood, but we know the Saita doesn't need to do the, all this whole process. So the Gemara answers, Amar Rabba, Rabba says, you're right. You're right. That's not Rabbi Shmuel's source for a Saita needing a Chadosh Dika Klicheres, a new Klicheres, is not from uh, the Gzereshav. Amar Kra Biklicheres. It says by the Saita that the Kayan takes it in a Klicheres, which means Klisha Marti the Chakvar. The same Klicheres that I mentioned by Mitzayra is for Saita. So it's not learned out from Xerashava, it's learned out from the way the wording of Saita is phrased. It seems to be the same as Mitzayra. Same way Mitzayra needs a new, so too the Kli needs to be new. Now, all the other questions fall off because it says Biklicheres. Which means only the kli has to be the same. It doesn't mean any of their halachas need to be the same. Okay, Amar Rabbi Rabbi says, Our Mishnah says you don't need a new vessel. Okay, now even our Mishnah which says it doesn't need to be new, it cannot be nisachmu panav where the pottery became so blackened from usage. Or even our Tanu says it doesn't need to be new will agree that if the face of the pottery, the cup, became blackened, psulim, it's not okay. My time away, it has to be water that hasn't been changed, so too the vessel cannot look different than the way it did originally. Fracti Gemara Ashailus. Gemara asks a question. Gemara says like this. Boy, Rav, Rav asks a question searching for information. Nisachmu, what happens if the cup was blackened? 
And I put it back into the kiln, and the kiln caused the vessel to become white again. So now what's the halacha? Do we say like this? The main thing is that it's like water, and it looks like it never changed. Right now, it looks like it never changed, so it should be okay. Or do we say no? Lamaisa, it changed, and once it changed, it changed, it's done. That is Rabbi Shaila. Tegwar answers, Tashma, come and listen. The Mitzayra was not allowed to take anything that had been previously used or worked. Let's say he carried it over his shoulder. Psulim. It's not good. It changed. It's not good. Why? Let him go back. Make it look like it did originally. The fact that we say it's puzzle is a raya that once something is puzzle by changing, even if it goes back to its original state, it's still a problem. Once it's pushed aside, it's pushed aside. So we have a proof. The same thing should apply here. Once it's blackened, it doesn't matter if you stuck it back in the kiln. Answers the Gemara, no. Maybe over there, the issue was that they peeled off the outer layer, so it completely changed. But maybe if it was just straightened out, it wouldn't be a problem. Bottom line is, we don't know. We don't have a straight answer to Rav Shaila. One more piece of Gemara. We'll just do a, a short Gemara here. Nichnas the hechel upon the mina the kayin entered the hechel the gaimer the chulu and um, he turned to his right. My time. What's the reason? Amar mar the tanatados called pinois shatapaina lo yehu ella derechimin. Whenever a person turns, it should always be turning to the right. Everything that's chashuv goes to the right. We do the same thing when we carry a tyra, when we shake a lulav, so on and so forth. So any time a person uh, turns in a direction. The, and you have a choice, the, the proper direction to turn to would be, uh, would be to, uh, on, on uh, the right side. Just to end with a, a, a vert that, I've, that I came across, I've been sharing recently, not specifically about turning to the right, but it has to do with the right side. Maybe I got this from the Chizkuni, I forgot where I saw this. Um, everything that's Choshev is to the right, so why is the lave, the heart, on the left side? The bunch of them should put our heart on the right side. It's the, it's the main energy. It's the organ of the body. So the, the Chizkuni says, because my left is your right. So therefore, a yid has to be chayim. Chayim is plural. It's multiple. It's not, it's not singular. And even when we wish somebody to have a chayim aruchim, should have a long life to an individual person, the mice our hearts belong to each other as well. It can't just belong to one person. So when my heart is on my left, that means it's on, it's on your right. And that's the message that the Rabbi Shalom is giving each of us. Okay, we'll hold it here for today. We're up to the two dots. We're not yet done, but the two dots over here begins a, a sugi that's going to take us well on to tomorrow's daf. So uh, we'll hold it here for this evening. Uh, tomorrow morning after the second chakras. So approximately, let's just call it for 9.15. 9.15 a.m. tomorrow morning. Uh, we'll, um, we'll do tomorrow's daf. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening.